Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. At the ACL Club, we know how important good nutrition is during recovery. That is why we have teamed up with Cure Hydration to provide you with 20% off your first purchase there. Cure Hydration takes all plant-based ingredients to give you the best science-backed hydration you can find. You will get four times as many electrolytes as a leading sports drink on the market without the added sugar. It packs an electrolyte punch with pink Himalayan salt, the best added sodium source for hydration. The watermelon flavor is my all-time favorite, but they have a wide variety of flavors for all different taste buds. Use the code ACLCLUB20 at CureHydration.com. That's ACLCLUB20, all capital letters, to get 20% off your first purchase at CureHydration.com. What's up, ACL Club? Excited to bring you a brand new episode with Tash Marconi. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know Tash. She is a dancer and not just an okay dancer. She was on tour with Paula Abdul. She is in a movie that is coming up. We talk about uh, her movie that is coming up in the podcast, so you can stay tuned for that. But she had a really difficult accident um, over a year ago, and speaks to what the accident was like, what her second ACL recovery and rehab has been like, what she's learned, and really opens up her heart, not only hers, but I feel like it opened up mine as well, just to look inside a little bit deeper about some of the ways that we all heal through this process. You're going to love this episode with Tash. So here she is, the Australian dancing queen herself, Tash McCrony. Tasha, how are you? Oh my gosh. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> when I'm good. When was the last time we spoke? I am trying to think like, well, we've emailed each other a lot spoke. and yeah, spoke to each other on Instagram, but <laughs> um, I think it was like five years ago. Well, that was the last time I did like my ACL. So five years ago. Is that long wild time. that it was that long ago? Yeah. <laughs> because Okay, the first time you did your ACL, and if you haven't listened to our old podcast, you'll go back. Maybe I'll put it on the show notes so everybody can go back and listen to that because um, it was a little bit of a freak accident. You slipped on water, I want to say. You were dancing. Yeah, Yeah, well, and I was taking class. You were taking class. You slipped on some water, and it was just a freak accident. And you recovered really well in the end, not just well enough to dance again, but can you tell people what you did in the meantime? Like after you recovered, you were living in the U.S. and then you got yeah, to do something really cool. Um, with Paula? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I saw, I, yeah, sometimes I honestly watch videos. Like when I have friends that like do the ACL and they're like, oh my God, but will I do this? I'm like, guys, honestly, look at how I was dancing after an ACL. Like I actually was better yeah like that's interesting yeah crazy but yeah I got to work with some really cool artists and then I actually booked Paula Abdul's tour and went on tour with her for about seven months at first and then she ended up doing her Vegas residency and 
as a dancer, I became like associate choreographer, dancer, dance captain, stand in, and her one on one like coach working with her. Oh and I flew my around gosh. America. <laughs> yeah, I flew around America first class with Paula Abdul, just like, what is that? That is wild. <laughs> Anyone who's like under. 30 is probably like who is Paula Abdul they might actually know her from American Idol now but like my sister my sister and I loved Paula Abdul like part of my speech at her wedding was playing forever your girl as a part of because just it we just loved her and so when you got that one I was so excited for you because I had watched you progress and you were teaching these amazing like to watch you dance I don't know where you were dancing in LA but dancing is so beautiful and to watch you dance and then you booked all these um different shows and then you booked Paula and I was just like cheering you on from afar (laughs) it was so cool to see you do what you had told me you did you know I wanted to do yeah yeah (laughs) I like how you said that you felt like you were stronger afterwards why do you think that was um I think just like because of the foundation you get when you do your rehab properly like I fully like became aware of my body and like oh like where am I actually like what am I using right now to do this and is that actually the healthiest way Mm. or is it not um and I think I just I don't know yeah I just felt stronger all over more of a fire as well like Mm. within me and then I think I just like actually started listening to my body and caring about it like I know that like I mean we can say athletes in general like some of us are not great at looking after our bodies but dancers are like probably the worst like because you just grow up being like oh just crack my neck and I'm ready to like fully dance because it's just fun or you know Mm -hmm. and the older you get you're like no I actually should be like doing yoga and rolling out and getting massages and going to physio checkups and they kind of just yeah it was really nice to actually look after my body and be like, do you know what? I'm tired today. I'm not going to go to class. Like right. I'm going to relax. And then the next day I'll dance even better. Like <laughs> it is so funny what we put our bodies through and what we feel like is kind of beca- becomes normal for us. Like you were just yeah. talking about cracking your neck or just doing one thing. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go play like for soccer players. We don't, we wouldn't warm up. We just like hop on, hop on the field and go play. And yeah. it, it is, you get this to this point in your life where you're, you feel officially old because you're like, I got to take care of myself. I get one 100%. body. I get yeah. one body. What am I doing <laughs> to support it in the best way possible? I do feel like unfortunately for a lot of people, it does happen after you have a big injury or an accident or something where yeah, absolutely. you have to tune in a little bit more, but the growth, and that's always been my big thing that I talk about is you can come out of this process so much different than you came into it and even better, which doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But what you're speaking to is probably not just like the physical side, but physical, how, yeah. how you talk to yourself, what you said to yourself, yeah. how you gave yourself a little bit of grace and saying, okay, I'm going to rest. 100%. My, was a big change. Um, one of my really close friends always like, she had a foot injury as well. And one day we were in the car and she was like, if you could go back to like pre-ACL injury, like, would you take it away? Like, would you rather have not had that experience? And I was like, 
you know, that was like the roughest time of my life. But I was like, no. I'm like, mm. I am such a freaking awesome human after that. Like, I just, I needed it, you know, like as a human wake up call. Like, I went mm. back to LA, a completely different person. I wasn't as like, you know, like hungry and controlling and flying around with life. I was more grateful just to like live in the present moment and understand that's what meant for me will be and that I can get through anything if I could get through that. And your whole sense of identity isn't just on success anymore. I went on more holidays and became like who Tash actually is, not just Tash as a dancer. Oh my gosh. And it's now something that's, you know, I just turned 30 and it's like the main thing I love about myself is like all the other like how multifaceted we are. Like we're not just a soccer player. We're not just a football player. We're not just a high jumper, like, or, or a receptionist, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Like we're actually multifaceted and we're allowed to have all of these things. And I feel like if you do your ACL rehab properly in, in like taking a break, you realize that. Yes. Wow. You know, so even that's... looking at you, like the amount of, <laughs> the, the amount of things that you've done from your ACL stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? The communities you've done and how many different things you're doing in your career. Like it's just, I feel like people just elevate after an ACL injury if they allow it to. You said something there too, that it really sticks out is, and I think a lot of people get stuck in this, whether it's no matter where we are in life is, is being present. If, if you're not yeah. allowing yourself to be present to feel how hard this journey is sometimes to feel how hard life is sometimes to feel how great life is sometimes and how those moments can butt up right next to each other. Absolutely. And it is, it is just part of this journey and recovering from an ACL is almost like you put life lessons into this really condensed part of your life. And you're like, learn all these things and you can get out of it. And you've already learned those lessons. So now when other things hit you, you've kind of already, you feel like, oh, I know how to do that. I know how to cope with this because I've already, I've, I've learned this before. Absolutely. So Tash, you were in LA, but now you're back in Australia. Yes. And you've been there. (laughs) How, how many years have you been there now? A couple a year? Um, yeah, it's almost like a year and a half. Soon. What what prompted I, the move back? Um, so I was in LA during COVID. Um, yeah. when it first hit, I'd like come back just for a second because Australia had opened. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna go home and work, and then yeah. it closed again. So I went back to LA to Dubai. I did random shit during COVID, and then yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, in LA in November. 2020 I believe and um Baz Luhrmann was filming the new Elvis movie that's about to come out um and I had been booked on that uh pre-COVID so then it finally worked out so I actually left LA thinking I was only leaving for five weeks to film and rehearse so brought literally like a suitcase with like dancing shoes and like one bikini um flew where were you filming in uh the Gold Coast Oh, okay. So, so okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was filming in Australia. So got it. came home, did the movie. It got pushed back a bit, finished doing the movie. Then I just had heaps of dance work here. So I stayed a little bit longer and then I was on a job for Reed Aura um, and we had one day off and I went horse riding with my family because they got horses and 
I'd been having lessons and all the things, you know, just casually. Um, And then I, we went for a trail ride. I went on a horse that I, like I'd fallen off once and should have not done it. You know, all the hindsight things that you're like, my body was literally saying like, don't do this. But I was like, I'll be fine. I'm like Mm. getting emotional, whatever Mm. life. Um, And then, yeah, she just like took off cantering and, my weight was like so off like I was like kind of falling off and should have probably held on but you know fight or flight response like yeah. I feel like people that have hurt themselves in like um, like a traumatic way yeah. you just you don't have time to think and so I wish I'd held on because I could have <laughs> but I just thought like oh I'll actually be safer if I just like let myself fall and kind of jump off Mm-hmm. and that was not it <laughs> I landed and I was like oh I like in shock like I'm fine and I stood up and I looked down and actually my foot was dislocated and like hanging out to the side like like literally a horror film oh my gosh um and yeah it was huge at the time like I didn't really know what I had done it was more the foot my foot was like yeah oh god hanging to the side yeah horrific um so yeah, then I was, like, in a stretcher, going to hospital, got cut out of my pants and my shoes, like, full, like, trauma injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, that was, like, I had to miss the show. The show was the next day. so With Rita was, Ora. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a whole thing in itself. But, um, yeah, at the time, like, they were like, oh, your foot dislocated. I had to get it popped back in. Then I'd broken my fibula, but it was unstable, so I needed, like, plates and screws to go in and, that was the main thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like laying in hospital, just like my knee just felt weird. And I just knew like, I'm like, oh, like I pray to God I haven't, but I reckon I've done my ACL again. And I was like lifting it. Like, I don't know, I was lying in bed, putting it to the side and I could actually feel it like shifting Drop. out, mm. dropping. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like this cannot be. And I was just, oh, I just kept checking it. Anyway, I told the surgeon, he came in and I was like, I've actually, I reckon I've done ACL, like you need to do like the Lockman's test on it. And he he did it. He was like, there's an end point there. Like, you're fine. I'm like, no, I it's torn. He's like, no, 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 you're fine. I asked for an MRI and because like ACL, I don't know if it's the same in America, but here it's like, you know, it's not like a, tr- like, it's not needed straight away. They're like, you can live with that one. So like, right. they don't give you an MRI in hospital. Like you need to go and get one. Right. Anyway, exactly. I was like, yeah. Well, it's pretty same yeah. somewhere here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'll pay for it right now. Like I know that there's something wrong. I'm already yeah. here. So, um, yeah, literally, check? I'm already here. Like <laughs> I've actually checked into this hospital hotel for two weeks. So can you just give it to me? Um, I had three surgeons, three orthopedic surgeons come and check it and say, no, you have an endpoint there. Like, it's fine. And I just still knew I was like, it's not. And they made me stand up to actually like see if I could walk home and I couldn't even like wait bear. It was just jelly. And I was like, I know that I have done it. So I called my physio that did my old ACL. Right. And I was like, can you come to the hospital and just do a pivot test? Like, I just know. And he came in and straight away, he's like, yep it's gone. Like it's gone. It's not there. I don't know how the F they said that you had an end point. Well, it's a Sometimes very it's swelling and stuff. It's yeah. like, yeah, and if you don't do it all the time, it's not like test. a, yeah. If, if you don't get an MRI and they don't 
those doctors don't do that all the time. So they don't really know what that feels like. Whereas your physio is doing that every week. Yeah. So I think that was a really good call. I, I mean, so many things. One, you said heaps. And I just wish we said that here in America. It's just such a, (laughs) such a good word. (laughs) I needed to make you laugh. So, um, two, thank you for sharing that. And, um, I think what I take from just your story and that moment is kind of what you were saying before is you were just, you're living your life and things happen that (laughs) you can't really control. I, I resonate though, with what you were saying about that feeling. Cause when I tore my ACL for the third time, I knew I was going to do it, which is so weird. It's, it's, and I've wow. been trying to yeah. read a lot more about this, this gut brain connection and really how your body yeah. knows things are not right before your brain is able to comprehend because we're constantly Absolutely. taking in information and our brain learns to block a lot of it out, but our body still feels yeah. that. And it's yeah. just really interesting that you knew getting on that horse, like I shouldn't get on this horse. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I feel like a lot of people have that moment. Like they're like, yeah, I knew something was wrong. Or like, like my body literally said to me, my knees hurt. And I was like, but I had like ridden that morning. So I was like, oh, they don't hurt. I'm fine. Like, you know, and it's I, same thing. I've been researching so much into it to be like, what is this gut response and why do I never listen to it and how can I tune into it? But I feel like when you talk to people, no one's like, my body said no and then I didn't do it and now I'm fine. Like everyone that talks about it has had right. like a massive lesson. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't listen. Because if there, if you listen and you didn't do it, then you end up being fine and so you don't really like chalk it up to anything. Learn. You're just like, yeah, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just and didn't, yeah. nothing happened. You know, there's nothing memorable from it, which I guess is yeah. a good thing, but um but wow so part of the lesson that you need to like learn but yeah, yeah I agree with you like I'm something I've realized from this is like because heaps of people will be like horse riding you're a professional dancer like what what are you actually doing and I'm like I don't know but I'm not an athlete that's like I'm a dancer that's all I do and no. I guess my first ACL actually made me live my life I'm like I'm a dancer I also love skateboarding I also have been surfing in France like I love surfing and horses yes. I love them and so I tried it and I like it and I was never scared I'm like that girl that the first day I'm like on a full cantering like you know that's just awesome. loving yeah. life awesome but you know in hindsight I'm like yeah maybe we should cut down on the extracurricular activities. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I, it's just a, it really is just like kind of a freak accident and traumatic and everything yes. that you said, but I need to know what was the next. So you, they, your ankle was just a dislocation. So they could put that back in without really surgery, but they had to do a surgery on your leg. That's why you were in hospital yeah, for so long. So, yeah. On the fibula, like where it attaches, like okay. the, at the ankle bone, I had to have surgery. So then so I was in hospital for ages because I couldn't really wait there on the ACL just because I had been. So it was opposite so legs. Long. Opposite legs. Yeah. And then the foot wasn't allowed to like go down obviously and had to wait for the swelling to have surgery. So I had surgery on the foot first 
and then had an MRI on the knee to obviously uh-huh. see that it was um, ACL. And then I went back to my uh, first surgeon because it was that thing of being like, do I go back to the same sir? I'm sure a lot of people that tear it you yeah. know, a few times, it's very a question of like, do I go back to the same surgeon? Don't I? For me, I was like, my knee never caused me grief. And I was at 180%. This is literally a freak accident that like, it's like a car accident, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do the, like your ACL is going to go. It wasn't like I was mm-hmm. dancing and jumped and it, something happened. So I was like, I'm going to go back to the same surgeon because I have a great rapport with him. And the other like top surgeon here is someone who is more likely to be like, it's your second one. You shouldn't dance again. You know, that sort of. Yeah, thing, I guess. It, totally. It's a good point that you make and a good point just to kind of in combination of what we were just talking about is you have to trust that your instinct into who you want to have surgery with is true to you for you. Absolutely. And your situation, it really made sense for someone else in a different situation that might not make sense because of how they retore their ACL. But yeah, yeah, I would feel if I were you and seeing, you know, experiencing what you experienced after ACL, I would have gone back to the same surgeon too, because yeah, you were, you were dancing so beautifully and looked free and in your, in your element, right. Which is exactly what everybody wants when they're coming back from an ACL. So, so you had to wait a long, probably a pretty long time before even getting, you've really gone through two rehabs. Yeah. I've gone through, uh, it's been the most like I just can't even explain what it's been like because I've had two rehabs that on their own are a year and on their own can ruin your career do you know what I mean and put it on pause you can't compensate on one um so it's been a journey I had to wait yeah three months for my foot to be able to potentially hop on it and take my weight Mm -hmm. because then I'm going to be on crutches for a second on the other leg um which my knee surgeon was like, I want you three months and I want you to come back in and I need to see you just do a baby hop on that foot before I trust you to be on crutches. Yeah. Um, and, and he was great. Like he honestly was amazing because he was like, look, you were horse riding. I have no doubt that you're going to get back dancing. Um, and we had the whole discussion about the grass. I think I messaged you as well when I was like, Jonathan, I've done it again. Like yes. what grass should I get? Like, yeah. you know, what'd you end up going questions. with? I actually went with the allograft. Mm-hmm. Um, my body, actually, the first time I've listened to my body, I actually decided I was doing the patella because I was like, you know, it's stronger. It's from your body, all the all of the things that we know. Right. And I went to bed and had the most crazy panic attack in the middle of the night, um, vomiting, stressing, and I was just going, no. All I could hear was, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. And I was like up at 5 a.m. researching all of these things like about specifically dance with the patella because with the like anterior yes. pain and so much kneeling and spinning, you know, dance, right. you can't really have that, right? It's like it's, no. it's aggravated. So I was reading it and I'm like, oh, they're saying no for dancers. I don't know. I'm just not really feeling it. Mm-hmm. I woke up. I went back to bed finally, woke up in the morning. My mum comes into my room. She's like, I was up all night researching about the patelograph. I don't think you should have it. And I was like, oh, <gasps> me too. 
I oh was my like, I did that all night, and we were just like, "This is a sign. This is yeah. from the universe." Like, no, we're going back to Justin. And then I was just like, "Okay, I actually think I need the allograft." And I was just like, "Buddy, like universe, like this is the decision I'm making. Like, please let me know if not." From that day, I never had one more even a thought of like, "Is this right for me?" Oh, like it was just like, yeah. So I was like, "Wow, gosh." Also, how great our mom's just, she's just like researching too. I know, she's at home, like she knows everything about all the injuries now. I mean, our parents practically go through this rehab with us. It's just, I I feel like it's sometimes harder on them just watching their kids go through something difficult than it is on us because we can actually do something about it. They can't really do anything and they feel feel a little helpless. Um. Okay. So you went with the allograph and you get it. So yeah. it was three months later, you get it done. Where are we at now yep. from when you were injured and had that first surgery to now over a we're year at, yeah, over a year, I'm at like 10 and a half months post-op on the ACL. Okay. And my foot foot from the first one is 14 months from when I had the plate and everything put in, but I think I'm about six months from when I had the hardware removed. I was going to say, you probably can't have that in your ankle if you want any kind of mobility in there. Yeah. Well, every case is different, like again, but I sort of just had weird pain and it felt stiff. I could just tell. Mm -hmm. I had a very bad um, meeting with a surgeon who was the top foot surgeon in all of Australia. So just reinstating what we've always said, like you need to have a good relationship with them. Yeah. He pretty much said to me, like, no, I don't think it will get better if you take it out. You, what's your plan B? You should never dance again. Like, I don't care. And I was like, in there being like, there is no plan B. Like, I'm a dancer. I'm going to dance. Like, I know it won't be 100%. It's, I broke it. But um, yeah, he was awful. And then I went to another surgeon and he was amazing. He was like, fist pumping me, being like, we've got this. Like, look at your car phrases. Like, look at your jump. You're fine. Like, we've got this. I'm not worried at all. So straight away, I was like, yeah, I trust you with my life. (laughs) I've also been just researching a lot. I've been doing a lot of this like nervous system training and our brain is a giant part of our nervous system as well. And just what we hear, not only what we say to ourselves, but what other people say to us changes our brain structure. And like, I don't understand, especially with someone who is in a healing profession, why, even if they felt that way, why they would say that to you in such a setting, instead of saying, I understand that this is what you want to do. Let me look at a little bit more, think about it. And we can re-meet instead of just saying, this isn't going to work. You're not going to be strong. Like those are all the things that are anti- medicine and they're telling that to you and like what's the worst thing that can happen yeah like yeah I always feel like yeah they should be telling you like you want someone that like regardless of whatever's going on is going to be like what's your goal okay yes I believe in that goal I believe in you I'm here for it and we're going to do it together because that's what I've like been really sure about with my whole team because my injuries are a lot they're horrific you know and there are certain things that I can't do like like my surgeon was like do you want to do ballet again like on point you know and I was like not really he's like great because you won't be able to 
you right. know so it's not like they're selling a fake dream either by right. being like you're gonna be 100 percent. but I'm in line with those goals too I said to him I don't want that I'm also getting older I know the level that I want to be at and what I need to do to work mm-hmm. and I'm like that's my goal and he was on board with that and so every physio I have like I have an exercise physiologist and also a physio that's a dance specialist and oh great same they're on board with it is that the woman which which one is the woman that you work with who is that the dance physiologist the dance one yeah well they're both women oh they're They're both both women amazing females yep (laughs) there's one that I have seen you work with and you were balancing it was probably it was a few probably a couple months ago and just doing I don't know what kind of dance things they oh, are, but a turn? Yeah, it a turn? you were turning, but there was also something where you were just balancing and like moving your opposite leg just in like different positions, I guess you would call it. <laughs> and it was it. You could tell that what she was just her presence and her belief in you, the relationship there was really something special. And I'm sure those people have been a big part of um getting you to where you are right now yeah they're huge like it's just such a important part of it because they're they're your therapist at the end of the day too like they're not just if you're going in and you've got all these questions and they're in your heart and they're just looking at you but do this do that yeah great like that's not enough like I go in and I'm like oh my god okay so I think I tore it yesterday it's clicking this hurts when I stepped here it felt like this and I I diagnosed myself you know and she laughs about it because she's like you're literally my most psychotic face (laughs) but I'm here for it and she'll sit me down and be like okay this is why this feels like that blah 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 we need to strengthen this you're overreacting you know and she'll sort of be there and hold my hand with everything and be like no, like you can do it. It's like that tough love of making me see that I'm actually capable of it, mm-hmm. but also, you know, fixing it or helping with it. And I, I actually couldn't have done this without them Ugh. like at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you just said that, I think so many people can relate to going into their PT and saying, I tore it again. <laughs> I did it. I, it happened, you know, <laughs> just, well, I feel like it happens to every single person in yeah. the process and yeah, PTs or physios, whatever, you know, wherever you're from and whatever you call them, they yeah. really are They're Um, they wear a lot of different hats and <laughs> sometimes they just let you come in there and they're like, okay, we're not charging you today. You just need to talk and cry. And you're like, yep, absolutely. I do you just need a hug. <laughs> I had, I had a session with my AP where I was doing like squats or something like walking lunges with a weight uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I was just having the worst day and it started with like small tears and then full tears and then the breathing and she was like she at first she was like okay five more and then I was just still crying and she's like come on Tash like you can do this and then I then I stopped I did another exercise she's like okay this is actually a moment she's like let's sit down let's let's go get a coffee like yeah. you've had a you did good today you came in you showed up mm-hmm. but it's a push so let's go have a coffee and I was right. just like yeah I'm I'm like people must think I'm not well in this gym just sobbing so oh my hard. gosh yeah 
You had mentioned earlier, Tash, in this conversation, just how much you learned about yourself in the first time you've gone through recovery. Now you got to go through it again. What has been different this time? What, you know, whether it's what you're doing for yourself mentally, whether it's what you're doing for yourself physically, anything that you have tuned into and changed to really suit this recovery for you? This recovery. Um, Okay. I think like when it happened, I sort of had a very big, like, but I don't need any more lessons. Totally. <laughs> sort of oh yeah. You no, know? like the first time you're I'm like, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to learn some things about myself. I had to discover my true identity, like all, you know, all the things that we do learn. But this time I was like, I bloody know these things. I don't need another lesson. Mm-hmm. But soon, like pretty much like three months into it I was like oh I actually did need these lessons my biggest thing has been that like I don't know sort of just looking at how I've been living life in terms of um still like my success like my success and my need to control things and my need to want to be ahead um was like really came to the forefront and even with this rehab because I was like um at the time I was like single I just wanted to get back to LA like that was my main thing and I was with my kinesiologist being like I'm going back in January because I'll be like this point and you know it's my second ACL so it was slower than the first you know to be cautious it's Mm -hmm. also the allograft so my surgeon has his own things like I wasn't allowed on the bike till six weeks everything was like slow to be safe at the beginning because he's like you're not gonna have the pain of the hammy graft being taken out you're going to think that you can jump in three months and you can't right um so it kind of like yeah so I can easily just like I'm going in January she's like but are you like on track to go then like you know and I was like I am and she was like okay your energy is so frantic like I think this is a lesson to just be like your body's healing on your time it's happening like whether it's now or it's in three months like it's just like with the flow of life, Tash. And then I was just like, oh my God, yeah, you're so right. Like I'm still trying to control this. And I just, yeah, like, I don't know, I just have had this big thing of looking back on my career and all the moments that like maybe I haven't soaked in in the right way because I've always been wanting more, 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 mm. more and putting so much pressure on myself. It's sort of been another version of a rewire of like, okay, how am I living my life? How can I live it more with joy and the ease and believing that life is easy, not hard Mm -hmm. and um, loving myself through it and still, you know, working hard, but just not the like suffocation I would have and like the manic manifesting sort of crazy woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely self-love. Like I deal with like a lot of unworthiness, I think, like especially before this injury and the first two months that I was like in bed with my ankle I did like a whole self-love boot camp for myself just to like rewire the brain like really just be there for myself and then literally two weeks later I met like my now boyfriend who's like the love of my life everything I've ever wanted in a person just like magically came and it's been such a growing lesson even having him here for this and just yeah I think this time it's just been like learning to have grace for myself and the ease seriously I think that's the main thing I I actually what I love is that 
the first one, I don't know if it was the same for you, but like the first one taught me like if I don't have dancing and if I'm not Tash Marconi, like as a dancer, who am I? And I'll say that this time I haven't dealt with that at all. Yeah. Like I straight away went into like, cool, I can't dance. Obviously that's sad, have a cry about it. But then I was like, great, I'm going to do online mentoring and coaching because I'm really good at that and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to teach with an assistant. I'm going to judge around Australia. Like I just did so many cool things that I've like always wanted to do, but never really was like, who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, I just still knew like, nah, this is who I am, which felt really powerful to be like, wow, I definitely learned that then. Yeah. It, those, I feel like I experienced those in different times, but maybe more in my, my first and second ACL were so close to each other. They were 11 months apart. So it kind of all felt like one same thing. I never really was back. Yeah. So yeah, I do right. think, I do think, um, with what you're saying, I, I did feel that with my third, which was a few years later. Um, yeah. That I was like, I have to, and this is, this is like a kind of a hard thing to say, but I had to like really let go and almost die to that person that I was trying to become and just say, this is who you are, Jordan. And if you're not going to be that, and if that's not what's for you, then you're, you're going to be fine. And I did let myself just kind of be present. I, I feel like as not just athletes, I think as humans now, we are constantly looking to what's coming next. And Mm -hmm. I was waking up every morning as a professional soccer player thinking like all of the things I had to do that day. Like, am I able to do this, 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 right. And once I finally when I was going through my next rehab, I was like, if I can't do rehab today, that's okay. Like it's not going to make this me any better or worse. It's not going to get me back any sooner or later, knowing that showing up for yourself, however you wake up that morning and just saying, all right, you're still, yeah, you're still worth it. You're still worthy. Yep. And those are two different things. I think that's absolutely, they definitely are. And like, yeah, I kind of um, feel similar to you in that I've let a part of me die, mm-hmm. like in a weird way. It's like, no, of course, I still want to dance, but the like um, necessity to dance to prove a point to myself is yeah. gone. It's like, I know, like, I know and I hope that I'm going to get back to this certain level. But the truth as well being like, but if I don't, I'll be okay. Like I have so many other things that I like and that I've learned and that yes. I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of crazy because when I first got injured, I literally was like, if I can't dance, like I'm going to drive off a cliff, you know, like I was just like, there's, there's no other yeah. way. I just don't even know. And How am I so going to do hard, this? Like, right. Yeah. As much as I obviously am a positive person, I was a, like a positive outlook on it. And I, you know, am always wanting to be inspiring. Like, it was hard. There was moments that like I was in hospital, like under a bed sheet, like screaming, like I was dying, being like, I actually, I cannot do this. Like I cannot do it again. And I remember um, it was like, oh, maybe three years ago, I went to a Dermot Kennedy concert and I'd like done a class. My knee felt like, 
I can't even explain it. You know that when it feels swollen, but it's not actually swollen. Mm-hmm. Just like your that skin's kind of tight. Yeah, it just felt weird this one yeah. day. And I just obviously thought to myself, oh God, like surely I would know if I'd done my ACL. And I was like, I can still do everything. So it mustn't be that. But I had a moment just being like, if it was, I could not do that rehab again. Like I definitely would not have surgery. Like I was like, nah, I'll just say, you know, I've had a great time and it's not for me. And so I keep reminding myself of that during this because I'm like, girl, you literally believe like you could not do this. And I'm like, look at you now. Like you're 11 months post-op almost and like you're actually doing it. And yeah. I really didn't think you had it in you. Yeah. Ugh. It's Like it's wild. We surprise ourselves. Yeah. It's a huge part of overcoming something is just letting letting the limitations that you have put on yourself fall away and just taking seconds and minutes and hours and many times, you know, you even said it in this, you said it early in this podcast. Like, I just really like who I've, who I am and who I'm, I've become through all this and gosh, what a powerful thing to say. I think sometimes we are shy to say those things, but if we don't like who we are, then how are we going to let anybody else like who we are? The true Absolutely. person that we are. So yeah, um, that's... They're the one you've got on this whole journey. Like you have to like yourself. Yeah. You know, you're going to spend a million yeah. hours at the gym just doing mm-hmm. a squat. Right. Or, you yeah. know. Do you feel good now? How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel quite good. Um, My ankle has like definitely held back the knee in moments. Like when I first started, um, like I started running a lot later than what would be, you know, hate comparison, but what would be usual or you'd mm-hmm. assume. In um, ACL, like I probably didn't start jogging till like or eight months. Yeah. Probably. You guys and in Australia to too take <laughs> a year for rehab, which – don't you? Doesn't everybody take every year for rehab for ACLs yeah. in Australia? That's not typical here, yeah. which is, yeah. it well, should they say, be. <laughs> yeah. Here they say like, they do say nine to 12 months. Like my first one was about 10 months that I was back um, allowed to dance fully, but obviously I was just reintroducing things as yeah. I went because yeah. dance is hard. It's not like I mean, any sport, you have your sort of things that you can prepare for. And then there's a whole bucket of things that are unknown and you can't really prepare for them until your body's <laughs> asked to do them, Right. you know, yeah. and you're like, shit. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of, yeah, that was that time. So now, yeah. Anyway, my ankle held me back a little bit and probably around eight months was like when I started jogging again, just that it could actually take the power because I had that second operation mm. like a month before that. So just had to reheal all the time. Right. But I'm jumping, I'm turning, I'm running, I'm doing, um, you know, all my plyo and starting to pivot and all that sort of stuff. And it's just now getting the confidence, like the strength is there. My knee is so stable. I'm very grateful that it's like, super stable it's all there and now it's just honestly it's at that point of like trying things Mm -hmm. and seeing how it feels um I did like some testing the other day and some dancing and you know my hamstrings are weak that's just where we're at right now so but it's great I know that so that's the new goal is like get those dummies up and ready um but it feels exciting I feel like I'm starting to actually believe 
it's possible. I feel like at the beginning, you're like, yes, I will do this. And then you're like, oh my God. And then you're like, at nine months, you're like, but is it like, should I give up? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And then it's like, takes that one moment to step forward into it and be like, no, it's actually happening. That um, moment, so, I, yeah. I, that moment gets a lot of people too. And people will say like, how are you not, are you scared to go back? Are you scared to do this? And I think we're all like, if you're not scared, I, I don't understand really. I, I feel like yeah. there's always I a fear in there, right? I, I feel there's a fear in there, but it's recognizing a fear that is just, I'm stepping into something that makes me feel a little uncomfortable versus like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, Two different 100%. fears. Yeah. Um, and but- I, I did my first like um, class the other day, obviously not at a hundred percent. There's yeah. still things I can't do. And it was amazing. Like it definitely made me remember that it's like, even though I haven't done it in a year and a half, it's still just so it's in my bones mm-hmm. to perform and to oh, move. Yeah. And it's all still there. I haven't lost it. But it also was the thing of like, cool, what what are the things that I'm scared of? Because I'm just scared, you know, to do something new. And then there were things that I was scared of that I was actually like, I'm not capable of this. Like yeah. my body is saying to me where we don't trust this so it was great now I can go back to physio and be like cool this scares me let's either work on it or like what's going wrong you right. know um and I'm grateful that I have like that physio that is dance specific because so nice you know, I do like baby gallops and I'll show her a combination and tell her what feels weird and it's great that I have her to work um with me on that because you know totally. it's hard otherwise you've got someone that's like a football based physio they'll be like what is a pirouette like you've got no idea yeah you said galloping and I'm like I don't know what galloping (laughs) is but yes no that that is really nice and it's you just you're you use two physios throughout this process some people get so stuck on being with one person or being with the person that they started with it's not right it's not right and it is important to find someone you do spend a lot of time with them to find someone that really Absolutely. Helps you. Well, I went to someone different with my ankle at the beginning because my other physio was like out of town and I liked them. But then there was a point that they were just like making me do things that I was not ready for mm-hmm. and sort of just like, like they literally, I was at like minus one degrees or something in my needle wall. And they were like, it just won't get better. Like it won't get better unless you get the um, plate out. And then I found this dance physio. I went to her. She did like um, manipulation sort of on it. And straight away I was at like plus three and a half the next day. And I was like, ah, cool. I'm leaving him. Yeah. (laughs) See, I'm coming to you. I'm going with her instead. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important to be your own advocate and to research and and find things that help you. Yeah. Yeah. And the woman that has been my EP was actually my psychologist on my first ACL so it's great because I knew that she got me to the level I had yeah, to be at um, right she knows how my brain works mm-hmm. she made it happen um and yeah so we're we're on track my goal is um the 2nd of June to move back to LA okay not too far that's um, a I'll month away it. yeah is your I boyfriend know, coming with away. you He's coming at the beginning and then we're going to be just trying to work out visas because I'm obviously on a visa as an Australian. Right. Um, so trying to get the green card and that. 
he's all keen to move over there. So that would be amazing if we could just set up shop there and I can get back to dancing and doing all the things. But I'll be finishing off my rehab um, in LA. So I'm actually okay. looking at like new physios to try out and okay. see, um, yeah, who I feel well, comfortable with now. Right. You know? Yeah. So that... I'll, I'll be, I'll be in your email. Right. I know. I was just thinking that <laughs> if any PTs are listening to this and you're in the LA area. Um, yeah. And you want to there... get this girl dancing again. Yeah. There's <laughs> gotta be so many, it's such a performing town yeah. that there has Absolutely. to be someone there. Yeah. What, where, what do you see in the future for you? Um, goal is obviously like, get back to commercial stuff. I've always wanted a world tour. Like my dream is to go on tour with Pink or Taylor Swift. That's like dream, dream. Um, So that's what we're working towards. And then if I get my green card, I really want to do Broadway as well because I've done mm. a few musicals over here, but now I want Broadway. It's cool hearing that just the way you speak about things yeah, we can have goals and we can aspire to do things. And that is what you want to do. But it also feels like you're really content with doing what you're doing and knowing yeah. that no matter what that next thing is, it's, it's going to be the right thing for you and to absolutely. And I think like you've let go a little, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. You need to let go that little bit. I think just cause like with the foot especially like my knee doesn't scare me like I'm like we were so strong before Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and I'm also dance is that thing that like I feel like it's different to other sports in that the level that you're at for like training sometimes isn't the level that you're performing at on stage if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like there's heaps of things that I'll do in a class like the level that I'm dancing that you'll never do when you're performing no, that I yeah. never use when I'm performing. I'm like step clapping and doing some, you know, right. like it's still, there's still where I felt like it was opposite, so you know, like we would train, we would train, but the game was always harder because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. You're often reacting where you, Absolutely when you're performing, reacting. you know exactly what's going to come next. Yes. And you've rehearsed exactly what you're mm-hmm. doing. Whereas in class, that's, class is like soccer it's like you don't know what's going to happen yeah so there's heaps of stuff that like I was doing before that I'm like I actually like have never used that and don't need to do it so Mm -hmm. it's like a weird thing where like I want to get my back myself back to a certain level but I don't actually need to be at the 120 percent that I was at to still do this professionally like I can be at like a cute 90 um (laughs) do really well you know because it that's the thing too it's like have these goals be realist like you're gonna whatever your dream is Mm -hmm. like you do have to work hard to it and it is possible but I feel like there's also moments depending on your situation where you actually have to be realistic as well like my foot after having a dislocation rupturing the joint vessel like so much damage that would be actually barbaric for me to be like I'll be the same as before you know like that's just unfortunately it's not realistic but I can be like, okay, well, we've decided that it can get to 85 or 90% of my old capacity. So now that's my aim. But mm-hmm. I'm not being like, it's going to be 100%. Because yeah. unfortunately, if you took an MRI, it just ain't. It's just not, right? There's <laughs> yeah. no um, lying about that. 
Gosh, you've said so many good things and I am just excited for you because I, I don't know what you're going to do, but I know it's going to be so beautiful because you are, you are meant to dance. When people watch you dance, they can see that. And when you go on that yeah. world tour, <laughs> I'm finding you and we're going to meet up. Oh, and I'll be getting you tickets, Jordan. And we'll be going through drinks being like, oh my God. I've already told people, I'm like, guys, the day I'm like on stage again, I actually am just going to fall to my knees and be like, I can do anything. Oh, like, you better. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you probably remember that from your first time, just like your first performance. It just is so... Oh. it's the craziest emotions because you have overcome something and it is a, a different type of joy. Like, yeah. Wow. How did that just happen? How did I get how from there happen? to here? And, yeah. and you're going to have that again. I feel like it's, yeah, I can feel it. I'm very excited for it. It's, but it's such a hard thing to explain to people that haven't experienced it right because mm-hmm. they're just like I still have people that are like oh you just rolled your ankle right you're doing well I'm like today like I was lying in branches like thinking I was dying to now yeah. you know being in class but people don't see like all the moments we have behind closed doors and mm-hmm. the doubt and the journal entries and the crying and all the things so it's like when you experience that moment of your comeback it's so full body and out of body experience. It is. You're like chest, your heart than... feels bigger. Yeah. And... yeah. Yeah. Like no one can understand it. Mm-hmm. It's just so many tiny moments mm-hmm. all wrapped into one of like, you're almost in disbelief, but at the same time, knowing that like you were going new. Mm. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is you're going to be, when that happens for you this next time, you're going to be in some kind of show and it will be documented. Yeah. (laughs) So we have to see that. And um, Tash, it's always great talking to you and just hearing your perspective and your willingness to be vulnerable. And it shows in the way that you're healing all those things. Just... Thank you. I think it's a good lesson for a lot of people to hear. Thank you. And thank you for having like, I find it so, I was telling my mom, I was like, oh my God, when ACL Club first started, you know, it was so much, even five years ago, so much smaller. I'd found this new community and I was like, oh my God, and it is massive now to the <laughs> point where like one of my close friends, um, you repost your stuff all the time, Alex Schroeder, dancer as well. Yeah. Um, she tore her ACL and also had like a wild story and it's, it's so crazy that like she's been one of my friends that we met in LA and I've been, you know, that person for her, helping her the whole time. But then she's also in ACL club and we're just both part of this massive community. And mm-hmm. it's just so, yeah, thank you for starting it and for continuing it and just making like a family where you just don't feel alone, Yeah, you know, and you're constantly yeah, yeah. inspired you. by people. And yeah, I've like have like an, ACL's girls group with four different girls that are from all over America and at different stages and it's just so amazing yeah that's to have that well, support and yeah thank you yeah. yeah that's I I just feel like that has always been my 
when I've thought about this, I wanted it to be just a place where people felt like they were understood and they could share their process, their journey, their, what, yeah. whatever they were feeling in the moment and that other people would be, would relate to it. And yeah. just leading with that has helped people feel welcome. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't even know like how many people's days probably are changed just by going on that. I've had days where I feel like shit. And then I click on a story and see that someone else has had a rough time. And I'm like, it's okay. We're doing it. Or you see someone else's yep. win. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be me in two months. Like yeah. how freaking exciting. And yeah. And then just like different mini ACL clubs all over, just everybody, yeah. you know, that it, the comments, people connect to each other in the comments or they see something on the story and they, they ask yeah. and they connect to each other. Gosh, what a cool thing that we have well, the access yeah. to. Yeah. So, so grateful for you doing that. And, and even just seeing like how different everybody's uh, situation is, you know, how many different ways you can do your knee. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and added with different things, and just realizing, like, I don't know, also calms the system of being like, we're all individuals. Every injury is so there's not one path. Back is so no, there's not one path. There's not one way to do it. There's not one certain exercise. It's just like you'll get there when you're meant to get there, Mm -hmm. and it will happen. But like, who knows how it's going to happen? Yeah, it is. It's like this. Yeah. All <laughs> going in like, like a one, like an upward traje- trajectory, but like there's a lot of twists and turns. And um yeah. The sooner you realize that you're just on a ride and it's okay to let your hands go a little bit and and, and let go, the better. Yeah. I feel like and I feel like it's hard to say like, I don't know people would be like, oh, you're injured or you've had a really rough journey or whatever, you know. It's easy to just be like, oh, that's hard. But I I don't know, I've had these crazy moments lately where I'm just like, those of us that like have had rough times, you know, and had had really massive life shifters, I'm like, we were put on this earth to like have that experience for a reason, to share that with people and to change people's lives because each person that's had their ACL and then's helped one other person or 20 somehow or 40 Mm -hmm. or ends up doing something with it like I don't know I just have this crazy feeling that we're we're the ones that are actually capable of going through those things and thriving and then showing people that it can be done and Mm -hmm. helping so many people like sometimes I'm like if I was just a professional dancer that killed it and booked all these jobs like what would I have you know yeah for what well I would turn 50 and be like oh my god I'm such a great human because of that time I danced at the billboards (laughs) <laughs> but instead right. I'd be like oh my god I literally picked myself out of a cave in the ground twice and <laughs> resurrected and got to do these things and and yeah. like learn so much like and now I get to give that back to people you know it's mm-hmm. wild it's given yeah. us so many cool things it really has it really has it's it was the hardest thing that I've ever gone through in my life, but it has brought because you've had four, right? Three, 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 yeah. yeah. But I saw videos of you running and stuff too. Like you've been killing it. I yeah, I'm just my knee and a lot of this neuro training that I did is so awesome. Like I amazing. I love it. And 
it's cool to being a part of this community to be able to introduce things that are not commonly known to everybody, but are really good resources. And then yeah. to let people, you know, ha- have the ability to one, meet it with an open mind because yeah. everything that doctor, doctors only know what they know, as we just spoke about Absolutely. with that, that ankle surgeon or the general surgeon that yeah. you went to, they only know what they know. And to come to things with an open mind and say, well, this isn't what is typical, but could this, could this work? Yeah. And has it proven to work? Yes. And just to let ourselves continue to learn. I think that is also something that I really loved about going through everything is I just learned so much. I didn't feel stagnant in my life that everything, all those things happened and I learned a lot, but now I can, and can pass that knowledge is what you're saying, pass that knowledge on to others and um, feel like it's a true gift for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. (laughs) Gosh. Well, we could talk for hours. We probably will talk again because I think we need to talk when you're back doing what you're doing. Oh, when um, I'm back and I'm like on that tour bus, we need to do another podcast and be like, I am here. And Jordan, I'm meeting you in 20 minutes for a drink, but we're doing this. Oh yeah. We're doing, we'll just do it while we're having a drink, which could be the better way to do it. (laughs) Tash, um, you are, you are wonderful. Thank you for always just sharing so much and um, Thank you for having me yeah, and having this podcast. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> My hope is with this podcast, we can start to share it a little bit more on social. So if you follow the ACL Club and you just listened to this podcast, can you repost it? Can you take a screenshot of it on whatever podcasting uh, device you use and post it on your stories with a little conversation maybe it's you speaking to the camera or it's a quote that you picked up from it or inspiration from the podcast that you want to share with the ACL club I feel like this is a really good one to start off with that and to get things uh, sharing a little bit more socially well I will be back with another podcast in just a little bit but I hope you guys enjoyed that one and you feel inspired as I hope you do with every single podcast we put out trying to empower you that this is a journey that you can get through and you will be better on the other side. So whatever you're doing today, I hope you go out there and you show your scars with pride.